Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, let's sing a song. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Alright, yeah, I think you get it. I think you get it. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Let us know that you are out there. Put a Christmas emoji on the comment, press like, leave us a comment, or send us a prayer request. Did you know that Echo could and should be your place, your people, and your purpose all in one space? It's so beautiful. It sure is. Mm -hmm. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Bayo High School for one of our services at 9.15 or 10.45 on Sundays. We'd love to meet you. Start the year right. Join us for Mayo Sweatpants Sunday. It is how we are kicking off the new year. We're having only one service in person that day at 10 a.m. I repeat, 10 a.m. It's gonna be so exciting to have all of us in the room together. So here's the deal. You can sleep in, you can roll out of bed, you can brush your teeth or not brush your teeth, just don't talk too close to anyone, and you put on your sweats and the beanie and join us. As you have heard, Pastor Andy and Christy have the audacious goal of raising 100K by the end of the month. We are almost halfway there. Would you help make this happen today? Would you give generously today, above and beyond your tithe, for a one-time, end-of-the-year donation to help Echo finish strong? If you would like to give, head to our website or Venmo us at, at we are the Echo Church. Enjoy, Enjoy Echo, Echo Online, Online Service. Service. Nice. Let's have church.
one thing I love about after a good song of praise is just come to the feet of Jesus and really focus on giving him all the glory and honor. And one day forever and ever we will sing holy, holy. So this next song, join me. Let's sing it together. Gathered at the highest throne Welcomed by a melody An anthem I have always known A song that's always been in me All glory and honor, dominion and power to you. A million angels fall, face down on the floor, all do echo.
Lord, Prince of Peace. I pray for every single person in this room right now, God. I pray as we pause and we take a deep breath, God, and just with whatever situation we are facing, God, I pray that we can give it back to you. God, I pray for you to replace grief with joy. God, I pray for you to replace fear with peace. I pray for you to replace just hesitation or resistance, God, with hope in this situation, in our life, God. I pray against division in this season, God, but I pray for unity. And I just pray right now that this month, the way we live out our faith, the way that we step out, walk it out, God, that you equip us, that you challenge us, that you use us, God. I thank you for being a God who never gives up. I thank you for being a God who shows up day after day, situation after situation. And I just pray for every person in this room, for their hearts to continue to be transformed and open, God. I pray for people who are new and people who have been here for a season or two, God, I pray that you continue using our lives, God, that we can be vessels of you and we just declare it in your name that you are a God and that you are the hope for this season and the hope for our lives, God. It goes beyond Christmas and goes beyond the generosity of this season, God, but that we can be generous with how we live for you. And we just give this in your name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Can I hear an amen? Hey, we are starting a brand new series today called Merry and Christmas. Merry and Christmas. We're playing a little bit on the word, like Merry Christmas. Okay, oh, come on, somebody. Ah, you see what I did there? Merry Christmas. But no, honestly, like, like growing up, I didn't hear much about Mary. Uh, and, and I kind of have a little bit of a philosophy on that. I think many of us, uh, we come from different faith backgrounds. And no matter if we come from some faith background or another one or none at all, uh, we come into Echo Church with a little baggage from time to time. And, and I think there's some of you who, um, honestly, you come in, and, and, and I don't know why exactly, but you might come in with maybe, um, maybe a perspective on Mary. And I just kind of want to, kind of can we right the wrong maybe if you have it or or maybe some of you overemphasize um mary and maybe we need to find the balance there too but i'm super excited about mary and christmas and and, and the idea that i want us to carry and, and kind of apply to our life by the end of the year is this is that mary is a vessel that mary uh you know honestly she she answered the call and she, she stepped up and played her part, and she was a voice for God and allowed God to use her life. And, and, and if you don't hear anything else from me today, I want you to hear this, is you have a call, you have a part to play, you have a voice, and God wants to use you as a vessel. Can someone shout amen? amen. Luke chapter one, if you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter one, verse 20. Six. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. For those, I really love the, uh, like finding out what name meanings are. And I don't know if you know this, but from the old, in the Old Testament, in Hebrew or in Greek, Mary's name actually means their rebellion. So just throw that in the back of your mind. That may or may not apply today, but it will apply by the end of the series. Uh, but Mary, the virgin's name is Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored and the Lord is with you. And this is where I want to get to in verse 29. Mary was deeply troubled by his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And can, I, can I say it like this? Mary was freaked out. <laughs> she, she didn't really know what to do. This strange, large angel man, who knows how he looked, walked into her space and said, hey, girl. I'm telling you what, man, she was freaked out. She didn't really know how to react. And, and, and when I was thinking about this story and particularly that verse, I, I was just thinking about how so many of us, we go through troubles. 
we've been troubled, right? Or, or, or we carry a certain amount of stress or we're navigating certain situations. And, and I was just thinking how we, we all could relate to Mary because from time to time, we all have a surprise that comes our way. Y'all get what I'm saying? And so I was thinking about that situation, thinking about how troubled or how freaked out Mary was and, and, and how surprised it all was. And then I was thinking um, that we could all relate to, to, to Mary probably emotionally, mentally. Uh, but I also thought about another movie clip that we could probably relate to emotionally. So check this out. No, 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 no way. This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. Mammoth. And I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. If it costs me everything I own, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself, I am going to get home to my son. Uh, ma'am, if there was anything at all I could do for do you it. today. Do anything. I, I can get you a hotel room. You what? Can... Excuse me. Can you excuse us for a second? Can I see you for a second, please? Excuse us. No, for Couldn't help but hearing you you got a little bit of a dilemma there. We got a crisis ourselves. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. Gus Polinski. How are you? Polka King of the Midwest. The, the Kenosha Kickers. Hi there, how are you? No? That's okay, I thought you might have recognized. Anyways, um, I had a few hits a few years ago. Uh, that's why, I, you know, just polka, polka, polka. Polka, polka, polka. No? Twin Lakes Polka, Damavuji Polka, a.k.a. Kiss Me Polka, Polka Twist. Well, these are songs. Yeah. Yeah, we, some fairly big hits for us, you know, in the early 70s, you know. <laughs> yeah, we sold about 623 copies of that. In Chicago? No, Sheboygan. Very big in Sheboygan. They loved it, you know. I'm sorry, did you say you could help me? A anyway, I'm, I'm rambling on here. Our flight was canceled, so we gotta drive. So, uh, see the guy in the yellow jacket over there? By the budget time, he's going to rent us a nice big uh, van, and we're going to drive to Milwaukee. Now, I heard you had some problems. You're uh, getting to Chicago with, to see your kid or something? Uh, my son, we, he... We left, and he... He's there. Oh, jeez. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll, we'll gladly drive you. It's on the way to Milwaukee. You'd give me a ride? Sure we will. Why not? You know, you got to get home and see your kid. A ride to Chicago? Sure, you know, it's Christmas time. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you. you. You don't mind going with some polka bums. No, I'd love to. Know, anybody else have a troubling uh, childhood like I did that I was subject, you were subject to polka like I was? <laughs> uh, not funny. Uh, I remember going to tons of, tons of weddings where we'd get to the dance and we'd dance that one very special polka dance. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? The chicken dance. Come on, somebody. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's not see it. Let's actually all do it. So everybody stand up. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I considered it. I considered it. The polka dance. Um, uh, some of you may or may not know this, um, uh, but my um, now late grandpa, who I never knew, is actually in the Polka Hall of Fame in Wisconsin. Sheboygan. In Sheboygan <laughs> with Gus Valinsky and uh, the Kenosha Kickers. So uh, how amazing is that? Big hit in the 70s. Big hit in the 70s. Uh, what I want to tell you is this, is, is, is I want to show you this clip because we all navigate through troubles, but we all don't navigate through troubles the same way. We just don't. And a lot of times when we navigate through troubles, it's like, um, it, it, maybe we have a perspective of how it's going to go. 
And, and, and I was just thinking about Kate, the mother of, of Kevin, who's left home alone at, in, in Chicago, and she hears of this potential ride to Chicago. I guarantee you she, she did not have the perspective that she was going to be in back of a moving vehicle while they were practicing all the way home. And I think a lot of us, as we navigate through trouble, and we struggle with our perspective and the reality that we actually live. And I think one of those false realities that we have is this, is that we think we're the only person dealing with trouble. Or we're the only one that has stress or pressure or sickness. Or we're the only one dealing with addiction or loneliness or depression or any unsaid situation. And actually, I thought about it. Like, you know, I, I kind of want to like bust that myth today. And that simple lie that we're the only ones that are dealing with it. Because I understand some of your stories and I know what you're going through right now. And at the same time, I know who else is going on. So I just know it's just not simply true that you're alone. And so just, I know this is kind of odd. I don't want to pinpoint any out, anybody out. I've named a, num- a number of different things. But in the last year, in the last month, in the last week, has anybody dealt with that type of trouble or that kind of pressure? Would you raise your hand? Like all across the room, keep those hands out. Now everybody look around. Okay, and see that you're not alone and that about 50% of you aren't being honest. Oh, I'm sorry, don't hate me. If life isn't going well, I want you to hear this. And I want you to remember this, that you are not the only one and you don't have to do it alone. That's what I love about Echo Church. We don't have to come in here and fake it. We can come in here carrying whatever we're carrying and we can be real and at the same time we can pursue Jesus and ask him to be along the way as we try to navigate through our troubles. Now let's go back to Gabriel, man. He was kind of a weird dude, right? Like he walks into Mary's situation and freaks, freaks uh, her out big time. I mean, and, and what we do know is this, when we break down his name, meaning it means a strong man of God. In fact, when you read in scriptures uh, and, that, and that name has at the end of an E-L, that means God. The first part of his name means the strong man or a warrior, So it could be a strong man or a warrior of God. So this guy, man, he is legit, okay? He's probably got an epic beard, you know what I'm saying? Some really awesome tats and way more muscles than I have. And uh, so he walks in and and he freaks her out. And the one thing that I think, like, although he was big and and he was shocking in that way, I think he struggled with a little bit of a uh, having, uh, struggled with not having social skills. You know what I'm saying? He walked in. Why do, why do I say that? Well, because Mary's reaction is this. What kind of greeting was that? You know, y'all know someone have walked into to, to your life or into a conversation. And you're like, oh, they need some social skill help. And so I thought as your pastor, I, I would help you today and just give you some practical things to do or what to not say, I should say, things not to say while people are walking through trouble. And, and, and I know a lot of these lists I kind of like have fun with, but these are like dead serious lists. Like we should consider not saying these things because I think so many times when we're trying to navigate through trouble with other people, we don't know what to do. Anybody else out there like me, you don't really know what to say. And, and so what we do, if we're not comfortable, you know, I do my awkward laugh, but what a lot of people do is just say awkward things. And so I got a top, list, uh, 10, top 10 list of things not to say to someone going through trouble. How about this, number one? How are you doing? But not really wanting to hear the answer. How about this one? I'm praying for you. But we know you're not praying. It's so easy for that just to come, come off the tongue and out of the mouth. But like, let, let's just not be that person. I mean, let's, I mean, we can ask both of those things. We can, make that, we can make that statement, but let's actually be people that are actually gonna follow through or care enough to hear the answer. Number three, how about this? Everything happens for a reason. Does anybody hate that one? Number four, God needed another angel. If you ever lost anybody, God needed, I mean, that, I don't know, that's cringeworthy. Number five, I know how you're feeling. Do you? 
I'm not sure if we do. How about this? This is by, by far my favorite. I've used it on a few occasions. Never got a really great reception on it. Uh, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. So don't say it. Don't do it. How about this? God never gives you more than you can handle. I know some of you are like, no, but Andy, that says it in the Bible. Well, does it? Find the reference. You know, is that really what it says? Or is this something that we've kind of adapted and, and kind of just applied for an easy answer for those people that are maybe going through a tough situation? Number eight, are you, are you are gonna grow from this as if they need your validation? Number nine, why are you, why are you not over this yet? And number 10, and this is something that Jesus himself debunked while he was on earth and dealing with some of the religious people of his day. Some of us, <laughs> maybe this has slipped out of some of our, our mouth, uh, mouths, from time to time, I wonder what sin you have in your life. And you know, and may, maybe some of us, we would never say these things, but we think them. And I'm just saying that, that like, like when someone's going through trouble, think twice. In fact, I think a lot of times when people are going through trouble, it's, it's actually more helpful to be quiet, but yet present. To be with and be a person that would listen. So if anything, maybe that's a little bit something to take away and apply to your life. Um, uh, but what we know about great Gabriel, back to Gabriel, is he shows up a few times. His interaction with, with Mary isn't just a one and done scenario, but he also showed up uh, earlier in the chapter to a man named Zechariah. That was in verse 12. And, and Zechariah says he was startled and he was terrified at the site. And then Zechariah has this conversation with Gabriel. And at the end of everything and all the interaction, it says that Gabriel, I'm sorry, Zechariah uh, wasn't able to speak for like 10 months. <laughs> that was kind of his reaction. That's how, how much shock value there was. Yes, that was interactive with what some of the things that Zechariah said. But like the result of that experience and that encounter is Zechariah was mute for 10 months. It's what I call the Gabriel effect, man. Like if, you, if Gabriel walks into our situation, into our life, man, we are going to be absolutely terrified. And which, which, by the way, I, I, I've thought about uh, those moments, you know, or those dreams. Has anybody had one of those dreams where it's, it's so terrifying and you want to do something, but nothing comes out of your mouth? Anybody have one of those recently? That, that's happened to me on a few occasions. Can I, can I actually I'll confess? I, as I was growing up, I, I don't think I've ever really told anybody this, but the, the repetitive fear dream I had was of the big bad wolf. Anybody else? And you know what I would do? I would hide in a toy chest. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little real for some of you guys. Like, okay, move on, Andy, a little creepy. Uh, but imagine, like, like Gabriel was, was so terrifying that I could just see we'd, be, we'd, re, we'd interact with not being able to speak. Gabriel also had another interaction with a man in the Old Testament named Daniel. And uh, if you have your Bibles, open up to Daniel chapter 8 and chapter 9, because we're going to go there. And I'm going to paraphrase most of this. Uh, but what happens is this, is he, Gabriel, came up to where Daniel was. I, Daniel, was standing. And his approach so terrified me, this is what the scripture says, that I fell face down. And if you watch this, if you listen or you read this story, Daniel's interaction with Gabriel is so terrifying. And, and the things that, 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 that Gabriel told Daniel was so terrifying that in verse 27, it says, I, Daniel, grew weak and was ill for some days. And so let, let me just back it up here. I, I, I want to kind of help you understand what's going on. Gabriel has an interaction with Zechariah. And the end result is he can't speak for 10 months. Daniel has an interaction with Gabriel and he's made ill for days. Mary has an interaction with Gabriel and she just says, what kind of invitation or what kind of, uh, uh, of interruption was that? 
That was how she responded. How many know that, that, that Mary was a strong woman? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, women are strong men. Can we just admit we are insuperior? <laughs> Since some of you guys are like, Andy, I don't know about you. Can we find another church? But Daniel, you know, it's interesting is after his interaction and the message he hears from Gabriel, he's made ill for days, but, but this, I, I needed to hear this. So Daniel is put through this emotional trouble, right? With this emotional message and this toil and stress and anxiety. Who knows, he might even felt a little depressed after. I imagine he did feel depressed after hearing this message from God. But it says this, it says, then after he overcame the illness, he says, then I got, I got up and I took care of the king's affairs. But I was appalled at the vision and I still didn't understand it. What I want you to hear is this. Daniel had an interaction with God or God's vessel and it was absolutely disturbing and he didn't really even understand it. And then we flip to the next chapter and what we don't see on the onset is this is it's just not, you know, of, uh, just a, a couple spaces or a, a couple paragraphs or a couple lines within the Bible, but really between the chapters of eight and chapter nine, 13 years happens. I need you to hear this. Daniel has this experience, doesn't understand what it is. I mean, it so terrified him. And what we find in chapter 9, 13 years later, is it, it says this in 9 verse 20. He says, while I was speaking and while I was praying and while I was confessing to God. Well, you know what that tells me? It tells me that Daniel, although he didn't understand what God put him through, he still pursued God because he understood that God was compassionate, that God was caring, and that God loved him, and that he was favored. It is so easy in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trial, in the midst of depression, in the midst of our situations, to just get stuck on one simple question. And that question is, why? And I think that question so, so often can paralyze us from pursuing God as he desires us to. Because so often we can just say, God, why me? Why now? This is inconvenient. Why this, this situation? I didn't, I didn't deserve it. And, and so often when we're going through, and as I mentioned earlier, we can so often say, why them? It's so easy to, to get stuck into the comparison game that we start believing this lie that we're the only one that's trying to navigate through troubles. And I just want to tell you today that we all gravitate, or we all go through troubles and stresses of our life, but we don't all navigate it the same way. And what if I told you that you may not know the reason of your troubles, but that doesn't mean you can't find peace within them. The temptation of the why, the hurt, the pain, the response to, to troubles or a surprise in your life, man, I, I believe that we all fall into this temptation that when we don't hear an answer immediately, we start creating our own solutions. And when we don't come up with a reason and we can't come up with an answer and, and maybe we start filling in with the solutions, what we do is we start filling in the gap with habits, perspectives, crutches, and excuses, and maybe some addictive behaviors instead of inviting God into the situation. Zachariah's why type of reaction was laughing. Daniel, his reaction was this physical illness because he was so shocked by this experience. But you know who absolutely inspires me 
is Mary's response in trouble and how she responds. Because it feels like as she, when she responds, she's, she's not running from trouble, but she's running into trouble. She's not running away from the inconvenience. She's running towards the inconvenience. She's not sitting there uh, just standing on this shock value of this person who has no social cues whatsoever, but she's leaning into the promises that he's presenting to her. And in Luke, Luke 1.38 says this, this is what Mary says, I am the Lord's servants. Whose servant? The Lord's servants. And then she says, may your words to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. I think this was the moment where Mary could have said, why me? Why not somebody else? Why this? Why now? But I, I think what instead she said was this, is why not me? Why not now? And why not this? And for those that walked into this space and, and man, you got some troubles. You got stresses all varying from serious to maybe not, maybe not as serious as all the things that are happening in this world. I, I wanna tell you this, don't let, don't let your troubles or your, circumst your circumstances determine your faith, but allow your faith to define those circumstances in this moment. God's compassion and God's love wants to be with you along the way. Those troubles and some of the stresses you feel, my prayer would be that, 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 that in those types of experiences, you, be get to, you, you begin to experience the presence of God and the peace that he offers and how he wants to prove to you that he has compassion and care for you, that you are not forgotten, that you aren't a mistake but that you have a call, that you have a part to play, and that God wants to make you a vessel even in this moment. I'm gonna leave you with two handles today. I want you to remember two things. Number one, you are a vessel. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You are, you are a chosen person and you are not forgotten. And the second thing that I want to tell you is this, is, is trouble. Trouble can be the place where you learn that peace is possible. And how many of you are thankful that Mary in her trouble, in her inconveniences, pushed past her comfort zone so that we could experience the peace that Jesus Christ has to offer us today. I mean, just think about that. I mean, have you thought about that? Like, like if Mary wasn't troubled in that very moment and had that awkward interaction and she didn't step towards it and, and step towards the call that, that none of us would be here today because she pushed through and she walked through trouble with a compassionate and loving God on her side. Here's my big idea. This is what I want you to remember. This is what I want you to apply to your life. What trouble are you willing to go through today so that someone else may find peace tomorrow? What trouble are you willing to persevere through so that someone else could find peace tomorrow? Daniel, he was troubled. And 13 years later, he understood the why. Zechariah was troubled. He had a son, his name was John the Baptist. And, and my philosophy around this, or my idea is this, is Zechariah may, may never, may have never understood the why while he was living. And Mary, yeah, Mary knew what the angel told her 
and heard those promises and, and understood in part while Jesus was around, but it sometimes didn't really have the full picture. And until Jesus rose from the grave, did she understand it fully. You know what that means? Approximately 34 years later, she understood the reason why she went through the trouble in the first place. I'm just here to tell you today what the angels told Mary in verse 30. Don't be afraid because you have favor with God. We can do this. You're not alone. You're not the only one. And we can do this together. I think we can do this together because of our pursuit of the presence of God. And as I was preparing for this message, I felt compelled to leave a little bit of an, a longer ending, a, a moment of pursuit. And so the band here is not just going to play one song, going to play a series of, of music. And the idea isn't that we just sing a song, but we, we truly take a step towards God today and welcome him in the midst of our troubles and, and invite him into the midst of our stresses or our situations and say, God, you know what? Unless I experience your compassion, unless I firsthand experience your care, unless I hear today and a reminder from your voice into my heart, into my soul that I am favored. I'm not sure if I can make it. So Jesus, today we prepare our hearts. We prepare our minds. To do what Daniel did, to speak to you, to approach you, to pray, to ask you would do something in the midst of this trying moment or, or moments that we've had in the past. And at the same time, we come and confess to you. We confess maybe the things that we've made, you know, it's not how we've made a mess of ourselves. At the same time, maybe we're confessing the promises that you make to us and how you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, would you have your way in this place? in the spaces of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.
know, something that's been on my heart a lot lately is kind of us as a church and a specific idea, which is, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a, a group of people that for an hour plus in the morning kind of set up a lot of what we're doing. There's a group that tears it down. There's a group that functions it kind of throughout. But I really have this hope and this prayer right now that this is our last Christmas, not in a permanent building. How many of you guys feel like a permanent building that maybe is used for ministry throughout the week where we don't compete with other people and we're not worried about when the next band concert is or play or the next event at an art center or whatever it is. Like it's just like it's just Echo Church doing Echo Church stuff all the time. Like I think that sounds stinking awesome. And so I want to do this. I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to a bunch of people, but specifically those of you guys that are investing in the church and especially those of you that have just started after the last series because that is the foundation of the future of this church. And I think about our kids. You know, we've got these really, oh, I just banged in on the microphone. We've got these cool Lego blocks here. And we're doing this with our family right now. And my youngest is nine. And every time she goes to bed the way she's supposed to, like easy, she gets to put a quarter in her bank. And I think we're just reminding our kids that there are things that are more important. You know, the idea, the big idea today was what are you willing to go through to help somebody else find peace. And I just think this is a really cool thing to do that. So would you guys do something with me? Would you just maybe start to pray now through the end of the year about this being our last Christmas in a mobile location? Which by the way, I love Mayo High School. It's not a judgment, love it. It's been really awesome to us. But man, what if we just started praying and believing and moving like this is our last temporary Christmas? How does that sound? Is that cool? Are you guys with me on that one? All right, now one of the things we do at Echo every week is we say a prayer together as a reminder that we are not capable to do this on our own. It's just an opportunity to surrender and let go and, and just, a, a, just a reminder to, to trust God. So would you guys just join me and say in the prayer that we say every single week together, Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's celebrate some people saying the prayer with us for the first time today. You know what else? Let's celebrate those that are here at church for the very first time. Welcome to Echo. We are so glad you're here. 